Jesus of Nazareth, what an absolutely superb messenger of love and peace on the planet for us all. Today's show is all about Jesus and as a very, very special um, experience for us all, one of our hosts, Danielle Gibbons, will be <coughs> excuse me, channeling Mother Mary and she will be speaking about her experience as Jesus' mother. Angel Heart Radio programs should not be used to replace your legal or medical advice. Welcome everyone to Angel Heart Radio. You are our focus. We want you to know that you matter in the world and that you're important to the world. We're here to remind you of just how valuable and needed you are right now. Help us to help others. If you like what you hear, tell your friends, post, tweet, pin, let everyone know how amazing Angel Heart Radio is. So again, welcome to Angel Heart Radio. Powered by love, Angel Heart Radio is sponsored by angellight777.com. Hello and welcome everyone to Angel Heart Radio for this incredibly special episode of the Ascended Masters series. It's the last in the series and what a beautiful way to finish off. Of course today we're going to be featuring Jesus, his work, his life, uh, messages from Jesus and I'm so delighted to be here with you. You've no idea. I'm Anaya Joy Halili. I'm an advanced angel intuitive with advanced... I said that, didn't I? Advanced twice. I usually do that. And the um, <laughs> founder of Angel Heart Radio. And it's especially, especially delightful for me to be able to be present with you today. Hi, Lisa. Hi. Namaste. I'm Lisa Ellis, angel specialist and intuitive. I'm a registered Diana Cooper Foundation angel teacher, a registered Karuna Reiki master teacher and a certified theta healer. I'm also co-host of the Angel Heart Radio shows, the Archangel series, the Ascended Masters series, and Angel Life. You can find out more about me and my work at www.feathersofanangel.com. Deb. Hi, I'm Deb Goldberg. I'm also a host on Angel Heart Radio on Thursday evening, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, United States. I also am an author. I have... A series of books called A Divinely Ordered Life. The first volume is Are You Ready to Listen, God? The second one is God's Covenant. And the third one should be out within a month that is called The Scripture of Heaven. And they will be on Amazon. You can purchase them on Amazon. I'm also a spiritual mentor, so you can work with me and my Website is www.debbie.goldberg.com. Thank you. And I'm Danielle Gibbons, the creator and founder of Beloved Publication, your home of Mother Mary's teaching, as their channel through me. Um, I've been channeling Mother Mary for uh, the last 23 years. I'm a full-body channel, and we have uh, we do retreats, workshops, uh, all kinds of great online events, uh, online courses, uh, lots and lots of ways to connect with uh, with Mother Mary. And we recently published um, in uh, April of 2016 our first book. Mother Mary's Pathway to Love, Building a Loving Relationship with Yourself, 
that will transform your life. And that is available on Amazon, in print, and digital. And in digital, you can get it on um, iBooks and Kobo and Barnes and & Noble and uh, all kinds of other great places like that. And again, my website is uh, www.belovedpublications.com. Well, this is wonderful, and I don't know whether everyone heard the show that we did last month, the uh, Ascended Master Series on Mother Mary. If you haven't, really, truly, truly get yourself over to angelheartradio.com and have a listen to that. It was one of the most beautiful experiences, Danielle. I still am thinking about the conversations we had with Mother, the messages she, she brought through for us and for me as well. It was such a superb experience. Well, thank you. I'm glad you felt that way. It sure is for me every time, but, you know, <laughs> I'm on the other <laughs> side of it, so <laughs> I never know how people are receiving it. <laughs> Lisa, we've been so fortunate, haven't we? We had the um, Archangel series, now we have the Ascended Master series. We have a new series next year, which is yet to be announced. We're so fortunate in, in our work with the Angels, the Ascended Masters, and in fact, benevolent beings from all around the universe, aren't we? Oh, yes, it's been um, absolutely um wonderful experience to present these series and to work with so many wonderful co-hosts too mm, that's a very, that, that is a true blessing because when we come together you know when two or more voices come together in prayer or love the energy is expanded in such a way that I don't think we can actually grasp that with our human minds or understanding Um, it's certainly very powerful um, exponential energy. It's sort of like it springboards off each other and it takes the energy even higher. Mm. Now, Deb, you work very closely with Jesus. Um, your books, uh, your your general... Look, I know you and I know how you live your life and your relationship with Jesus is very powerful, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, it is very powerful. He dictated uh, the series of books to me and has dictated other books that I just haven't put out yet. Um, He's an integral part of my life. He is who woke me up. And there's daily discussions about me and life and um, healing. Uh, I I can't even describe the, the healing that I've been through with him of uh, and under trying to understand who who I truly am versus this human that um, I think I am, and so getting more in touch with my divinity and just teaching me so much about why we are here and what it is that we're supposed to be doing. Mm. Now, when I originally booked this show, I did actually book ninety minutes so we could have a little bit of extra time to play with, but I see that. <laughs> It happens every now and again. It's quite strange. We've only got the one hour, so we've only got 52 minutes left. So just so we're all aware of that. Um, We do have a caller on the line, Karen. We have another caller on the line, um, area code 830. If you'd like to speak with us at some stage through the program, please press 1, and that will signal us. 
So working with Jesus, one of the things I love about my relationship coming from a personal um, standpoint now is I'm personally not a religious person and I love the fact that it doesn't matter what our spiritual or religious beliefs are. We have these amazing opportunities to continually connect in deeply loving ways um, with beautiful beings like Jesus. Lisa, for me, this has been one of the most beautiful experiences because I didn't realise how segmented I was until I started doing this work. I was very black and white about certain things and it's actually helped me move through some of that. What's it been like for you? Do you mean working with the Ascended Masters in general or specifically with, with Jesus? Jesus, all the Ascended Masters, the angels, like working with well, divine beings. yes. It's made me aware of ascended masters that I hadn't worked with before and making a connection with them and and bringing through the messages or even not making a connection with them but still learning so much through the show and talking to people who, who would ring in. It has been an incredibly expansive experience. It's like opened my eyes to their lives here on Earth more than anything else. I mean, like, um, I can... Um, I mean, making the connection spiritually and, and bringing through a guidance or something like that, that's been wonderful. But also learning a bit about them as human beings and what motivated them into a spiritual life, that's been fascinating too. I, that is amazing. That's a lot of my questions okay. to Jesus are also about, um, you know, what his life was like when he walked the earth. And yeah. it is fascinating. Yeah. Yes, what are, like, what are um, some this... of the things... Oh, sorry. No, I, I'm just curious, Deb, what are some of the things that you find so fascinating about uh, Jesus' life? Um, a lot of it is things that I believe are programming that we've all been taught to believe about him, versus the way he thinks about himself um, as a Jewish man um, and what his uh, ability was to do the same thing that you're do that everybody's doing uh, on here is uh, being able to um, have a connection to God through higher consciousness and then um, be able to go outward and carry that message out um, for what his mm-hmm. uh his purpose was for his life, um, which is really kind of different than um, what I've, I've learned. And I'm a Jewish person, so I didn't grow up actually in my religion very, I didn't have a lot of knowledge about it or Christianity, but we've all been programmed with things that he um, talks about it in a, in a very different way. Yeah, that's beautiful. What, what sort of things would be an example of that, you know, that we take for granted that aren't actually how, how Jesus sees him himself? There would be things like um, I would see a cross maybe in the sky because of the way that the coloring in the sky was. And um, it would it would make a cross shape. And then I would say, oh, that made me think of you, Jesus. And he would say, well, I have nothing to do with the cross that the Christianity came after that my life as I walked it, that was not, um, the cross 
had nothing to do with me. Um, it was what Christianity used as a way, a symbolism of, of him. So just things like that uh, that are uh, just just things that come up on an everyday basis of what his life was work was like um, as a Jewish man versus looking at him as the Christ. Does he say that he was he crucified or uh, or no? Is that yes? Is that, yeah, he said. He, well, he what he did is he um, told me that. Uh, he died like lots of other people did, that that's the way the times of the that day, that age, that era of where people were crucified. They were put up on a cross the same way that he was, and so that it was not... Um, it was not something that he just suffered. It was the way that they took care of, I guess, criminals or anybody that, that were um, doing things that they thought were against the law. Uh, right. So he said there was nothing special about his death um, compared to all of the other people that died the same way. Yeah. Yes. Because we do have to... Remember that, don't we? We have to remember that in different eras, different times, different ages had different ways of dealing with things and where we were in consciousness on the planet. And as, we've, as our consciousness has risen, our ways sometimes of doing things have become, um, we do things in a different way. However, the symbol of the cross and suffering when in my conversations with Jesus are not what he's giving me to share with people. Right. It's about love, always mm-hmm. love, come back to mm-hmm. love. No matter what your suffering is, I have felt it too, come back to love. You know, mm-hmm. if I can do it, you can do it too. It's your simplest message to me. Right. We all have the capability. Mm-hmm. Danielle? Yes, I, I, I feel the same from him as well it's it's uh the cross has always been depressing <laughs> really depressing for me and i know i mm. never really understood how i mean i understand it now as an adult why the religion was sort of built around these kinds of you know things that had more to do with fear and suffering than love and joy but um but i i never really felt that from him at all he was He's never felt depressing or sad or heavy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always this extraordinary uh, love and lightness. I, I feel more, I relate more to, um, I guess, the more, uh, the Jesus as he's known as the Prince of Peace or the Lamb or when you see, and not the sacrificial Lamb, but just that gentleness um, yeah. when you see him in, in art depicted with children you know, that's more the energy of his presence that I've always felt since my childhood, not, not the other. Mm-hmm. Mm, I agree. What about, what about you, Lisa? How's it been for you? Well, um, I mean, I grew, grew up and the, the way I grew up and the, the beliefs that were taught to me at the time, it was all about Jesus' suffering. He suffered so that we could... We could um, we could we could live and and carry on and um, but um, it was it was taught to me that it was like my fault you know every child that was in yeah. this tradition that I was in was taught 
It's your fault. You're you're responsible for Jesus's suffering, and that was incredibly traumatic for me because I really took it on board. I would see the huge crucifix in the church, and the um, the representation of the bloody Jesus hanging on the cross. Absolute. It was just dreadful, and so I grew up with a huge amount of guilt and shame, and it wasn't until um, that I made the effort to connect with. What I think that we're all saying here is the true heart of Jesus, the love, um, pure love, come to me, all ye who are weary, and and I will comfort you. And he gave me huge comfort. And Mother Mary too, because whatever was going on in my life, going on in my life as a child, which wasn't a terribly happy time for me, um, I always knew that Jesus and Mother Mary loved me, and that was a huge comfort to me. Mm. Mm. That's superb, isn't it? Because that's really what this whole experience is about with the Archangel series, actually Angel Heart Radio itself, is how can we help people to come to a place of more peace within their own being by going within to their own divinity? We each have our own divinity, regardless of what we call it. And when we can have that experience, and Deb, you're a prime example of this, when we have that experience of continually looking within, it it brings about, okay, so I wasn't actually going to speak about this on air, but my dad recently made his crossing, and I've just felt so bereft, even though I know he's absolutely fine. I've been suffering this, this feeling of my dad's not with me anymore here on earth. And having that opportunity to continually keep going within, so what is my, he's fine, I know he's fine, he's already been to visit me, so it's about me now, and and I think that in a lot of ways that's what Jesus' message has been to me throughout his life, go within my love, go within my child, look at the beauty you house within you, because I, you know, our father put it there, it's there, find it, treasure it, nurture it, share it, that's been my greatest experience of Jesus in my life. Mm. Right. Yeah, it's. Um, I find him very nurturing. Um, I, he's a teacher to me. Um, he's. You know, I feel. It kind of feels like a brotherly love to me, and uh, I really don't know where I would be right now if it wasn't for him uh, of walking me through this journey, and you know what is uh what's happening all the time it's pure love yeah pure love and you know as the title reflects listen let's go and speak with karen briefly now um given that we've got less time that i realized live on air however if we go over it will be recorded everyone and you will be able to come back and listen to the last portion of the show karen hello again welcome to angel heart Radio. hello hello Hello, Karen. Karen, let me just ask Hi. you a quick question. Do you have the show playing in the background? No, I don't have anything playing okay. in the background. Nothing okay. at all. But I We're do just, hear a noise. That's though. okay. Yeah, it's just me. Okay, yeah, that's okay. Me. How can we? How can we be of assistance to you today, Karen? Oh well, uh, when you when you uh, talk about uh, Jesus. Um, in in the in the in the program, it, it, did you say somebody's going to channel channel a message? 
From Mother Mary, <laughs> yes. Oh, for Mother Mary, her experience going to channel Jesus' message. mother. Yes, yeah, the Danielle will bring through Mother message. Uh, mother message. Thank you, Mother. Uh. Mother Mary. <laughs> she will bring through Mother, and and Mother will speak to us about Jesus. Oh, I see. Okay. All right. Well, that that'll be very nice. What were you that'll looking for, yeah. Karen? Pardon me. What were you looking for? Uh, to see if there's any, um, you know, messages from uh, from Jesus or 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 Mary, you know, any, you know, like um, just a vibrational energy or any uh, messages for uh, us personally or on the planet or which is us personally as well, but from the opposite perspective and um, you know just. Um, just, just like that, you know. Uh, so that's that's all. That's that's all. I personally, I, I, I don't really follow uh, the religion too much or any religion around it. Um, my father was taught by the Jesuits and studied Old Latin and Greek, and told me a lot of what's taught is not what was originally intended. And my mother was a very devoted Catholic. Um, who went to private Catholic schools her whole life through four years of college, and I really appreciate her devotion and her discipline and her faith, and that's what I took away from her. And my father just taught me that there's just a lot of depth and uh, a lot more depth than, than the surface, and that's what I took away from him. So... You know, I'm just listening to see, um, you know, what uh, what our messages are, and just trying to, you know, tune in and uh, the inner self and uh, the flame within, and yeah. go from there. Thank you. Well, that's beautiful. And there will definitely be something coming through via Danielle. Uh, so perhaps something will come through directly for you. I don't know, but let's wait and see on that one, hey? And I have plenty of messages <laughs> that if you want me to read, <laughs> if you want me to read any of them because they apply to everybody, they're not just for me. How about, how about you choose one, Deb, and uh, read that out now if you can. That would be great. Okay. And this is um, part of my learning, too, of what he's trying to teach me. When we allow ourselves to believe that our creator is in control, it takes away fear but only if we have faith in a God whose great joy is to love you and wants you to be happy. When you are able to commit to this belief, your whole life shifts from struggle to feeling blessed. All it takes is believing and letting go of control and worry. You are always safe. You are your Father's greatest joy. Mm, Beautiful. That is beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. So, but, Karen, uh, I'm really – sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, but I, that's so beautiful, Deb, but, boy, that the letting go of control can be a little sticking point, <laughs> at least for me at times. <laughs> it is for all of us. Yeah. 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 But that's the beauty of it because – that as we move into that, we've got that contrast because we know what it feels like when we're desperately hanging on and thinking we're controlling things. Mm-hmm. And then when we ease out of that, 
we begin to really feel the difference. And that is beautiful contrast, absolutely wonderful. It is. And I, I, I think my one of my favorite parts, it's not my favorite, to uh, beings like Jesus and Mother Mary, the, uh, that unconditional love that really, really is unconditional so that if I'm just marinating in my suffering and I just cannot get out of it, you know, the love is exactly the same as when I am able to embrace the teachings and say, yes, I'm totally on board. Uh, the love is the same. And that, that makes all the difference for me in being able to surrender to something greater than myself. Does that make yeah. am, I, am I making sense there? Mm-hmm. To me, yes. Yeah. Yes, very nice. Absolutely. Beautiful. And Karen, so Karen, I'm gonna. Sorry, I just go ahead, wanted yes. to say, Jesus. Jesus says, um, "I live within everyone, just like all of the rest of the collective consciousness is one." He said, mm-hmm. "I just need to be called in. Anyone can call on any spirit, for that matter, to help guide them." So Jesus is available for. Any anybody to talk with, um, and so he lives inside of everybody. Mm. There's no separation. And whatever language, no, and whatever language we're comfortable using, that's the thing I really love about working with beautiful beings like Jesus. It doesn't matter what language we use, whether mm-hmm. we come from, you know, we can be, you know, in any place in our lives. We can be, we can go to Jesus in absolute love or absolute anger or despair or anything in between, and He only hears our love. He only sees us as love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's exactly. what is so precious to me. And they all transcend religion. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, yes. neither Jesus nor Mother Mary was a Christian, <laughs> and, and yet. And yet, this entire massive thing has been built around Jesus, and uh, he was not of that religion, which I always find sort of amusing. Right. uh, The same with Buddha or Shiva. Well, may may I inject about um, Jesus? Um, He, he, um, you know, when you say he wasn't a Christian, but he did embody values and standards. Oh and yes, he did, yes, he did have a he did have he did have a message. So it wasn't, you know, laissez faire in terms of morality. There 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 is a code. There is a code. And we oh, can I either be with it. Yeah. yeah. Just that he not, didn't belong to a particular uh to the Christian religion. No. And I mean, we do know with Jesus as well that he didn't have the judgment on behaviors. He could see past the judgments and understand that sometimes people were behaving in ways that were, you know, that seemed very far away from love. Yet he understood, he embodied, he taught, he knew that at the end of the day, I'm just going to pop you on, try this, Karen, because we've got a big noise coming through. Nope, it's not Karen. Um, I'm just trying everyone's mic now to see if we can block out that noise. But Jesus was really so beautiful at saying, no matter what is happening for you, you are love. I love you. This was, oh, I've got, um, I'm just going to try you now, Deb. Sorry, everyone. That Can you can you guys hear that big noise in the background? I can. No. 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's gone. So, you know, this is the beautiful thing. And for me, it's not about morality. For me, it's, it's always about love. When we come from a loving place, when we treat ourselves and others with love, kindness, compassion, and dignity, to me, this is the greatest code. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Now, I can see, yeah, I can see that we're moving to uh, the first half of the show, and I do want to leave enough time for you, Danielle, so we can speak with Mother. Sure. Um, in an, how about in another five minutes, would that work for you? And then we Absolutely. can come back and... Right, thank you. Lisa, is there anything you wanted to add to that? And then I'll come to you, Deb. Add to, sorry. Add to um, the comments that Karen just made uh, about a morality code and things like that. And, and, and I want to point out we are certainly not trashing religion. We are certainly not no, doing that. Absolutely Many not. people I mean, are very... Like, yeah, people... Go ahead, Lisa. Absolutely not. We're certainly not bagging or putting down anyone's beliefs. And I, I do understand what I think Danielle is trying to say about Jesus had his his values and his standards and his, you know, his own experience of creator or God. But um, he wasn't specifically uh, allied to a religion um, in his life. As, as um, I think... Um, uh, Deb said too it was built up around him and uh, and Danielle um, after after his um, passing so it's just like he had no doubt had, he had wonderful um, religious uh, wonderful standards wonderful um, values but it wasn't allied to religion but that doesn't mean that we're putting down religion certainly not everyone's beliefs are, are their right to have absolutely exactly yes exactly yeah. Yeah, um, one of the things that he, and I can read it, it says, um, I asked him who he was before and now, and before I said I was a Jewish man who was tuned into higher cosmic consciousness. All of my Jewish religious teachings helped me find my relationship with God. The ability to hear God allowed me to carry forth the passion I had for spreading the word of God's love in a much more peaceful way. My understanding of the illusion of life allowed me to break through to others and help them see that they are the same as God. I felt it deep in my heart, and I did not want people to have to suffer anymore, that it was all self-inflicted. And in my discussion with Jesus about Christianity, one of the things that I said is had not Christianity happened, we wouldn't even know about Jesus because the Jewish people did not see him as a Messiah. So Christianity is what brought Jesus to light for the planet because otherwise nobody would have known about Jesus. Absolutely. Brilliant point, Deb. Absolutely. Mm. And again, it shows, doesn't it, that there is no actual separation. It's only the separation that we've actually been conditioned to perceive. Right mm-hmm. there, there's no separation. Jesus needed to be on the planet. Uh, he needed to be known around the planet because he's our gateway to that higher consciousness. And mm-hmm. there was no bridge to say, oh, well, you know, Jesus is um, a Jewish man, so therefore we can't, you know, bring him out this way. No, he's known everywhere. He's loved mm-hmm. by so many millions of people. 
people have their own wonderful connections with Jesus in their own particular ways. It's beautiful, beautiful. Karen, mm-hmm. you've sparked a brilliant discussion. Thank you so much for calling in. I'm going to pop you back on hold and we'll go to our other caller and then we'll go to Danielle. Thanks again, Karen. She's off okay. the uh, switchboard. There's another caller. Oh, then she popped back on. Um, no, yeah, yeah, she's been on mine the whole time. Interesting, isn't okay. it? Yeah. <laughs> area area code eight zero eight three zero. Hi, welcome to Angel Heart Radio. Oh, hello. How are y'all? Hello, hello welcome. Who are we speaking with? <laughs> uh, Justin. Justin, hi, from Justin. Texas. Hi, hello. Justin from Texas. Hello, welcome. What would you like to say today? Well, uh, first off, great show. Um, Thank second, you. Uh, do y'all have any... I'm uh, totally in, like, the twilight zone. I'm going to put it that way. <laughs> um, I'm trying to make things make sense. And uh, spiritually. And uh, having a, an issue. Maybe y'all could guide me. Sorry, can you please say that last part again, Justin? I missed that altogether. Oh, oh I said uh, maybe uh, y'all could help me with uh, spiritual guidance. Okay, uh, great. Yeah, right. We're with you now. Yeah. Justin, the thing is, we've all been in the twilight zone, um, and it's a, it's a, it is actually a very empowering place in my experience for me because I called into question so many of my old beliefs and then moved into exploring within my own self what really felt right for me. Uh, Danielle, I want to come to you. I'm feeling really drawn to you now to um, ask you to say something to Justin. And then... Hi, hi Justin. It's Danielle. Hello. How are you, Danielle? I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you. And that's a great question. Uh, I agree with Anaya. Uh, I think that the place you're in is, is one of the best places to be uh, because nothing's set in stone. You're questioning, you're exploring, you're uh, discovering. Because, and this is only my belief that spirituality has to work for you. Now, uh, whether you adhere to a religion or like what I did, is I've, I've kind of cobbled my spirituality together from a lot of different traditions. Um, and, of course, my, my relationship to Mother Mary, and that has, uh, that has definitely uh, helped to form my spiritual beliefs. But I, I did a lot of questioning, a lot of doubting, a lot of exploration, um, and the whole concept of making spirituality work for me was so foreign to me. Um, you know, I thought I had to believe what other people believed or what they told me I should believe. So discovering what worked for me is a process, and it's awesome that you're in the process. What about you, Lisa? You, you got something to say to Justin, oh, what I'm about sorry. you, Lisa? Do you have yeah, something? Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Justin. 
Well, uh, I y'all were cutting out, but uh, I'm sorry for interrupting. Not at all. It's your line, Justin. We're we're solid. It's your line. You're actually cutting in and out. Um, Lisa, is there anything you have to say to Justin and then you, please, Deb? Um, well, when I'm I was in that twilight zone myself and finding what was, like Danielle said, you know, what works for you, you know, what, what resonates with you, what feels right, the direction you want to head, it's like an incredibly exciting time. I grew so much and the growth process was just, it was exciting, it was innovating, even though I was in huge pain dealing with old issues and stuff coming up from the past that I had to work on releasing and healing and transmuting. It was like an incredibly exciting time of growth. And it's, I just loved the experience, although I can say I'm more at peace and definitely a lot happier now. It's like I would not have given up that transformation for anything because it was like like the little seed um, poking above the ground finally and starting to grow. Beautiful. Very nice, yeah. So, Justin, um, my books are about the questions that you're asking, Um, and it is all about my own spiritual journey, but what I've learned is each one of us has our own unique journey, and nobody else can tell you what that journey or your spiritual curriculum is. And what Jesus has taught me is that you have to go inside, you have to meditate, you have to start connecting um, so that you can hear and be taught and be nurtured and loved and healed. And I call it spiritual reparenting because we have to unlearn a lot of things that we learned about our experience here. So the best advice I could give to you is that you start doing the inner work of um, trying to connect. And our ego keeps us away from doing that. It keeps up noise in our head. It keeps us busy. But meditation will take you to um, hearing because you can't not hear. We are... We are one consciousness. We are always connected. It's the ego telling us that we're not connected. So the more that you practice meditation and listening through your heart, you will start getting uh, messages. And you have to you have to invite you have to invite it in. You have to allow it in. And once you start doing that, you will be guided wherever you need to go. Okay. I like that. Thank you. You're welcome. It really comes back to those simple things, doesn't it, Deb? All the time. Every time I've struggled in my life, the answers have never come to me through complicated measures. Mm -hmm. It's always been the simple going within, being willing Mm -hmm. to hear the voice of divinity that resides within me and within us all. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Justin, you've done a great service today by calling in. You've helped other people who are listening. I want to invite you to connect with us on Facebook. We can assist you further there. Uh, Angel Heart Radio is on Facebook. And um, I'm going to put you back on hold now. So have a listen to the rest of the show because I'm going to now invite Danielle to connect with Mother Mary. 
Okay. <clears throat> Hang on just a second. Hello, beloved one. Hello, mother. How wonderful to have you back with us. It is wonderful to be here, beloved one, and with you, Lisa, and you, Deb, and all those listening today. Mm-hmm. So you'd like for me to talk a little bit about uh, what it was to be the mother of Jesus, yes? yes? Yeah, oh, I'd love that. That would be wonderful because that's something I think that, um, you know, there's a lot of issues for us all on the planet about loving, about being mothers, about, you know, we all have issues with our earthly parents that we are learning to release because really if once we start letting them go, they don't seem as bad as what we thought they were when we were teenagers. Um, yeah. And about the love that we can share not only as mothers, but mother figures. And you as the Divine Mother, that would be wonderful. Thank you, Bilani. So, um, Deb, what you have been talking about um, today and in your books and on your show uh, is very uh, similar to what I'm going to talk about now in that Um, This man that is so revered the world over for thousands of years uh, started out life very much the same as everyone else starts out their life. And what I would tell you is uh, that I was, this was not uh, an immaculate conception. This was a conception done uh, the way it always has been done before and will continue to be done in the future. Um, Because this man, now this being known as Jesus, needed to be conceived as all are conceived. His need to have a life that was so similar to that of other men and women was very important. It is what shaped ultimately his teaching, his evolution, and his enlightenment. Oh, it really needed to be uh, similar to other humans from start to finish. Does that is that make sense? Yes. It's, yes, it does to me. Yes. Good. So, um, I will say, though, that um, I was told that this child would be different in many respects because I needed to be prepared to know that he never belonged to me, right? 
that um, I was given the understanding that the way that I would raise him would be different than the way other mothers generally raise their children. That from the very beginning, I was not not to give him everything he asked for. I still had to raise him uh, as a human child. But that I was to take my cues from him. Oh, if he wished to spend time with particular people at a certain age, I was to support that. I was to um, figure out the best way for him to go about getting his needs met that generally involved either um, his mental, emotional, and spiritual growth or uh, when he wished to serve others. So, and I know that sounds very similar to the way uh, most mothers want to nurture and encourage their children, but what I was, the information I was given before his birth, um, it was pivotal in the way that I raised him, and for me it was critical in my ability to be the best mother to him I could possibly be. And some of that came from the angelic realm, but most of it came through my connection to my son. Even in the womb, I felt his spirit, I felt his strength and his presence, and I felt that this child, this individual, was going to play a very big role in my own... Um, well, at the time, I didn't have language for it, but now I would say in my own evolution. But at that time, it was more just a feeling, right? Like you know something's coming around the corner, but you're not exactly sure what it's going to be. But you know it's big, hmm? That is how I felt, carrying him in my womb, and then as a very young child. And from the beginning, it was obvious that, and I don't want to say that he had a special purpose, because all of this was unknown for us at the time, but he was a very focused child, meaning that when he understood that he needed something, he was fantastic at manifesting it for himself, um, almost to the point where it was astonishing to us that he could, and it felt obvious that he was the one arranging things. Again, we didn't really have a language for it or how he did it or what was happening, but there was a strength in purpose that I had never noticed in other children before, even though uh, in our uh, community there were many, many children and we were all involved in helping each other 
it was uh, different than it is today, very much so. And always people commented and noticed that he had this ability to bring to him what he needed. And when it would come, or if it was a person, or a thing, or a situation, or an experience that he needed, you could tell that he gave his whole attention, his whole focus to it, as if he were absorbing and growing just by having that particular experience. It's very much like having a gifted child, one that is a prodigy in some uh, way, shape, or form, um, and yet so, so simple in his love and kindness, in his ability to, um, to just be a comfort to others from a very young age. And because he was a human, of course, he had his fair share of difficulties and scrapes and troubles and all the things that children have and experience. But always, always, I knew that this one did not belong to me, that he belonged to others, to, I don't know that I felt to the world, not to this extent, of course, because uh, uh, things were much smaller, my focus was much smaller, and it was not until he was an adult that he came into the fullness of his desire to share the love that was inside of him, the wisdom that flowed from him with others. But I always had the sense that he belonged to others, not one other, but to others, plural. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's a huge one. thing. It's a thing. Sorry, go, go ahead, ahead Sorry. No, go ahead, Binabi. That's a huge thing because, you know, this is the struggle for many parents on the planet, isn't it? Allowing our children... Oh, there's a huge echo. I'm, I don't know whether this is going to come through on the recording, Mother. So I'm going to step back now and let you continue because it's quite disconcerting. Oh, here it's gone. Okay, this is a big thing because it's a, this is what we face as parents every day on the planet, especially now, I think in maybe ways that we didn't when I was a young mother because my consciousness was different? How do we allow our children to be the fullness of who they are and guide them while balancing that with that natural desire to mould them into what we, who we think they should be? So that's an excellent question, beloved. Jesus was a wonderful teacher for me in just that thing because he did not um, he did not take any kind of smothering very well, right? So he was very independent from the beginning. But what you want to do as a mother is to always look to your motivation. Why are you 
wanting your child to be or do a certain thing? What is it that is motivating you? Do you feel that your child would uh, benefit and your child is just fearful of making a commitment to uh, doing a certain thing, but you know your child well enough to know that they will most likely thrive if you uh, say, we're going to do this? Or are you placing your own desires on your children? And the best way to know is to go within, to feel what is my expectation and what is my motivation. And when you get clarity on those two things in relation to your children, it will help you enormously to parent in a way that has loving structure and can have uh, the healthy discipline without pushing or forcing or controlling or manipulating. Beautifully, beautifully explained. Thank you. Lisa, do you have anything to ask Mother? Um, well, I feel like I'm... <laughs> I'm not sure I'm the right person to ask a question at the moment because I've never had children. I've never had that experience and um, I can't speak as a mother. Um, so I'm but you've, not quite but sure you've what been to a say. Daughter, but you've been a daughter yes. and you've had a mother and you've had mother love for Fleur, for example. Yes, I did, yes. My cat, of course. Yeah. You know, yes. My very beloved cat who passed away about a year and a half ago now. Um, and it was just, I always said that she was, I always used to say to Flew, you're my mother, you look after me, you give me so much. And it was like I cared for her in a physical sense and in an emotional sense, and it was a very deep bond, so I suppose I can say I've experienced that. Yes, all people have experienced uh both receiving the love of a mother and giving the love of a mother, whether you are male or female, regardless of your upbringing, everyone has felt that kind, that particular kind of nurturing, and they have given that particular kind of nurturing. Yes, it's very true. Thank you. What about you, Deb? Is there anything you'd like to ask, Mother? I'm just in awe from what I'm hearing, and I just feel so blessed to be listening to Mother Mary after spending so much time with Jesus. Like, I, I, I just want to cry right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it just uh, is very moving. Thank you. You are oh, that's beautiful. so welcome, beloved one. And you are feeling such emotion now, my love, because uh, Jesus and I are sort of like a match set. We often are present for people, uh, he as uh, eternal father and myself as divine mother, um, regardless of religion or upbringing or anything like that, when you connect with one, you always connect with the other, even if uh, one is not very dominant. Like in your case, I am not the more 
dominant of the two, but I'm still there in your heart, my love. I feel it. Thank you. You are welcome. Beautiful. Mother, there is something I'd like to ask you, and I think it's probably one of the biggest questions, the deepest feelings I've ever had, and that is speaking to other mothers, other parents and grandparents who have experienced the um, the early passing, let's call it the early passing because that's how we see it on earth even though you know, we do know that the soul goes in its correct moment. Um, so let's just say it's an, hang on, oh there's some big noises, that there's an early passing that can happen or it seems to happen. As as the mother, how did you deal with that? How did you get through that? Did you have any prior, did you know this was, as, as Jesus, as your son grew up, did you know that this was going to be an outcome for him, his choice? Not when he was young, but when he came into his own enlightenment, uh, yes, he knew. And we all knew. We were all prepared. And yet, um, well, like all children, the horror of it, uh, no matter how enlightened you are, when you are in a human body, uh, you have emotions and you have a mind, and you have thoughts, and all these things that you don't have outside of the human body. And so uh, the trauma of the experience was very difficult. And yet, through that, my own personal uh, suffering and pain, there was something that came from it that was very surprising for me. Um, and this is, um, of course, at the heart of all his teaching, that I could feel the rightness of what was happening. I could feel the forgiveness for all those who persecuted and carried things out. It was palpable throughout the whole experience. And that more than anything was the catalyst for my own enlightenment. I had been following his teachings and working with him, taking uh, the energy he was giving me for my own growth, my own enlightenment. But it was in that time for me that everything shifted, everything opened up inside of me. And I saw, I felt, the divinity of life, that it is not um, these small snapshots that make up life, but the whole of it, all the tiniest details and the largest of events, and all those involved are doing the best that they can, no matter how dark in shadow they are or how much in light they are. And so um, for all of us that were close to him at that time, the whole energy of that 
shifted so much inside of us. And for the first time, I truly felt in the whole of my being, mind, body, and spirit, I finally felt his teachings and what he was trying to convey to all of us. It was extraordinary. It was extraordinary. And when he um, came back to reveal the eternal aspect of the soul, to see him, to touch him, to, to be with him, uh, it changed everything, you see? It changed everything. And that energy was infused into the planet, into the collective, into the consciousness. And it was that experience, more than anything he said, that gave us the understanding that we truly can transcend our suffering in small ways and in very great big ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's just so powerful to really feel what you're saying. And I'm praying now that other parents who are listening to this, it will offer them a doorway to transcend their own suffering. Yes. And to help them to move through whatever they may be going through in in relation to that that feeling of loss around their own children through you know very many ways and some of those ways are beyond belief. So yes. that that I'm so grateful to you because that the help to help a parent to help a person out of their suffering is surely the greatest thing we can do. Indeed. Starting with ourselves. Yeah. It is the greatest of gifts. And now, my beloved one, um, I will go today, all right? Know that I love you all and that I'm with you every moment, every moment. Mm -hmm. Namaste. Thank you so much. Namaste. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. That was beautiful. What an incredible experience. Mm -hmm. And you know, one of the things that Jesus had told me, and when I asked him if he knew his agreement to die, He said, I knew as I got closer that it was part of my destiny for this life, that something drastic needed to take place for people to see God's love in a different way. Wow. That was beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. It's such an interesting experience for me whenever she talks about Jesus in that way, I start, my body starts crying and mm. I'm feeling her, she doesn't have emotions, but when she's in my body, the energy translates 
it's my emotions, and it's so beautiful. Oh, my gosh, it's so beautiful. And then, of course, I start crying, and I think, oh, Lord, I hope I can. (laughs) 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 You did a beautiful job. It brought me to tears. Yeah. Me too. Me too. And, you know, thinking back to the beginning of your journey, Danielle, when, you know, you were known for quite some time as the reluctant channel, you had no clue this was going to be your journey. Looking back now, you must have the most tremendously deep well of gratitude to yourself that you had the courage to go forward with it. I I agree. Yes, I do. And I, I am... I'm grateful every day for my willingness to do what was asked of me because um, a lot of times I did not want to do it and I kicked and screamed and I ran the other way, and, but I eventually did it. And I am, you're right, I am very grateful because I have a life today that I could not imagine. I could not imagine. And I love living at this depth. You know, it's it's uh, it's yeah. hard as it is sometimes. I wouldn't want to live any other way. Hmm. No, no, not at all. Absolutely wonderful. Oh gosh! And of course, people can contact you at belovedpublications.com and um, find, get the book, get your book, work with you, learn from you, experience your community there. Danielle, I'm just so grateful to Lisa to to. Danielle, to you, darling Deb, for everything that you've brought through today, all the beautiful energy, the, the, the wonderful sharing, that sense of being so connected in our one goal to bring forward this program to help people maybe connect in a way they haven't before, maybe Feel Jesus' love, Mother Mary's love, the divine love. It's the divinity of love, isn't it? It's not just one individual's. It's that divinity of that gorgeous love that God has for us all. Yes. It brings us together deeper and deeper. Yes. And mm. thank you, Anaya, for creating all of this and creating yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It was a big step for me today. I was really scared about coming back on air. After after Dad making his crossing, um, it's just been such a, a, a. I've just been going through, you know, stuff. Such a lot of personal um, pain and sadness and love and deep love, um, which has been very painful in its own way. And so I didn't realise until I was in that last moment. And you girls know what I'm talking about when I came on air, that I realised I need to do this today. I need to do this. This year, yeah. not wait till next year, because mm-hmm. I need to clear that this right now and yeah. move forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well done, well done, well done, well done. <laughs> proud of you. Thank you. I'm pretty proud of myself as well. And it's a good moment also to thank everyone, everyone who's been so incredibly supportive. Um, you just you can't know. You just can't know. Messages, flowers cards, Facebook posts, you just can't know what it does or how much that helps someone who's going through anything similar. So if anyone else around you or you come across someone who, you know, you'd like to reach out to, please do, because you do help them. 
it's a sense of community when you feel so desperately sad or whatever that person may be feeling. Just knowing that that community is there, it makes such a difference, doesn't it? It does. Yes, mm-hmm. definitely. And it would be something Jesus would do. Absolutely. And I forgot to mention one very special something that arrived in the mail, a beautiful book. And we all know who sent that, don't we, Lisa? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you all so much. It's been a wonderful experience today. I'm so grateful to you all. And we're grateful for you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And I'd love to get together, all four of us again next year and do something else. That'd be great. Terrific. That'd be wonderful. Sure. Wonderful. That'd be awesome. Okay. Wonderful, wonderful. Okay, so, Danielle Gibbons, thank you so very much. So, so very much. Belovedpublications.com. Please do connect with Danielle. And, of course, you have appeared on uh, United Intentions Radio as well, so people can catch up with you there as well. Yes, indeed. Wonderful. Fabulous. Thank you, Danielle. You are so welcome. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Deb, oh, what a treasure you are. (laughs) What an absolute treasure you are. Thanks so much for being so willing to step in at the very last moment and and take over everything if that was needed. It was so appreciated. um, And it gave me the space to step up for myself. Awesome. And you did a wonderful job. Thank you very, very much. So you can reach Deb at Debbie N. Fernand, Debbie N. Goldberg.com. You can work with Deb. You can buy her books on Amazon. But go to her website and you can connect with her. And, you know, Deb's got 18 years' experience as a therapist and now spiritual mentor and coach. And you live your life in such a beautiful way. People, you know, who work with you know how valuable every moment they spend with you is, Deb. Well, thank you. You are very kind, and um, I love love helping people, and I love spending time with you. So thank you for giving us this forum. Thank you so much. Thank you, darling. And Lisa Ellis, what a gem you are. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so grateful to you, and... um, you know, you're a great supporter and I love what you bring to Angel Heart Radio. Feathersofanangel.com, everyone. Go pay Lisa a visit. You can work with Lisa. Lisa can help you in many, many ways. We've had a beautiful experience this year on Angel Heart Radio again, Lisa, haven't we? Yes, absolutely wonderful. It's been quite a journey this year. Yes, it has. I want to thank you for being a part, an integral part of the Ascended Masters series. Um, We featured nine Ascended Masters. I will be next year uh, putting all those links up on my website. I know that you are going to be putting them up on yours so people can listen to them in their entirety. Um, Just Um, thank you, Lisa. It's wonderful. Yes, it has been a wonderful experience. Thank you. Okay, everyone. And from me, my website is, is angellife777.com. I haven't done anything there for a few weeks, uh, but there is plenty there to keep you going until I'm back. 
there is lots available for you. And until we meet again, I'd like to remind you all and encourage you all to be kind to you, to take tender, loving care of you. You matter in the world. You make such a difference. And when you love you, you open the door for others to show you their love for you as well. You've been listening to another fabulous program on Angel Heart Radio. Our goal is to remind you of how much you matter in the world and to let you know that we appreciate who you are in the world. You can check out who's on, when we're on and who our guests are at angelheartradio.com. Everything is there. It's all just one click away. Angel Heart Radio programs are powerful tools to help you in your life and your life experience. They are not intended, nor should they, be used to replace your medical or legal advice. The views expressed by hosts, co-hosts, callers, guests and associates should not be construed as advice from Angel Heart Radio.